Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Only Human, the podcast which is all about saying out loud what we're finding tough right now. Removing the pressures that we put on ourselves, taking every day one step at a time. And today I'm going to be talking about a really important subject that I know resonates with many of you, and that is loneliness and sharing vulnerability. So I know that there is a separation between the two. However, loneliness and sharing vulnerability is something that was very much a part of my experience very recently. So much so that I shared a very honest post on social media. In fact, let me read it to you just in case you um, didn't catch it. A moment to practice what I preach and start the new week with honesty. One for the smilers and eternally positive individuals who don't often afford themselves the right to share their own vulnerabilities. I have so much to be grateful for and I appreciate facing the lessons I need to grow, but this year has been a challenging one to say the least. My nine-year relationship ended earlier in the year and I've been working through that on top of supporting someone close to me who is going through something difficult. The boys and I have recently moved home to a new area and I spend most of the time alone as the boys obviously have their own things going on. It's been constant change this year and I'm good with adapting but the combination of things have left me low at times and I've honestly never felt loneliness like it. Can we put Christmas back a few months? The answer obviously was no. I knew that anyway. I have lots of great friends and I know they're all a phone call away, but sometimes I find it hard to admit I'm struggling with all of the change, preferring just to keep working through it myself. I'm a bit too good at that. There was always going to come a day when the boys didn't want or need me so much and I thought I'd be more than okay with having all of this time on my hands. I know the time is a gift and I have to plug myself back into the friendships that have supported me over the years, surviving 14 of them uh, with my focus understandably laying elsewhere. My own self-development and the kindness and support I'm able to give myself remains my strong point. I just need to work on connectedness and resist a lifelong temptation to deal with everything on my own. I know there are many of us out there that find it easier to support than be supported, but here's to a better balance of the two in 2023. We need it and deserve it. It's interesting to read that back again because I'm sharing a lot there. Uh, actually, I think it sort of sections off into almost three subjects. There's the loneliness element. There's the sharing vulnerability, which I which I did, and I'm proud of how I managed to do that. Um, and there's also the uh, the whole thing, and people call it empty nest syndrome. I'm not a lover of labels, but um, let's just sort of refer to it as what happens when your kids get to an age where they don't want or need you anymore in such an obvious way that they did when they were growing up. So for me, it was a combination of lots of things happening all at once. When you realise that you're not just separated, but you've moved to a new neighbourhood, you're in a new house, new surroundings, um, and all of a sudden your kids aren't there. And of course they're not there because you've just moved to a tube station, which makes it even easier for them to not be there. Um, But I don't regret that. That, you know, that's not like, oh, I shouldn't have done it. I should have kept us stuck in the middle of nowhere because this is the next phase. This is where it needed to go. Um, so I'm glad that I've given the kids the uh, the accessibility that they'll need at the ages that they're at right now. So again, it was really just me reflecting and naming what I was feeling, um, knowing why I was feeling it. There's no mystery around it, but just not wanting to sit and hold that on my own like I have done so many times in the past. Wanting to emulate the advice that I so um, regularly give out, whether it's um, you know on podcast recordings or whether it's actually with clients as a coach. 
Yeah, it's time for me to start doing it again. And and you know what? My progress is that I'm now allowing myself to sit in the feeling without avoiding it, without running from it, without denying it, without using positivity as a shield. I'm just going to be still with whatever the suffering is. Um, it's obvious that I would be suffering um, for all of these reasons. It's hard saying goodbye to someone after nine years. It's hard bringing the kids up and them feeling like they're nowhere to be seen. Um, it's hard supporting people that are going through a difficult time. Uh, there's a lot of weight, you know, and that's what I see. There's a lot of weight that was that was sitting on me. And, and again, I, I know better than to sit there and hold that and carry that all on my own because it's it would be unnecessary for me to do so. I know full well, as I'd always encourage anybody else, speak to someone. You know, you you, you might be halving the problem, you might not, but either way, I'll tell you what, to be heard, to be validated, um, and just to know that someone has got me in mind is, you know, the first step. Um, and I think that's what I was saying. What I really wanted to convey is I wanted to say to my friends, I'm here, I'm available, I'm around, um, even if it's to walk your dog, even if it's to go to the gym with you, even if it's to do the school run with you. That's how I felt. I felt like I I really yearn for any sort of connection. I want to plug myself back in. The reaction that I got was really interesting. Um, firstly, um, the one that I wanted, most important one, I think, was the, the one from my friends. Um, lots of people reached out and lots of people said, come, let's go for a coffee, let's go for breakfast. And I've been doing that ever since. The biggest benefit actually was the sharing. It was the sharing of vulnerability, sharing the V, right? This is something that we absolutely need to acknowledge how powerful that is and how transformative it can be. And here's the reason, I think, is when we hold on to something that's a fear, a concern, a pain, then what happens is our second self, that that chimp, if you've read The Chimp Paradox, but the part of us that likes to create anxiety and likes to create uh, an exaggeration, an enlargement of our issues, um, it basically can get its hands on it. And until you actually make it real by naming it and saying it out loud, even if it's just one person, well, we're at, we're susceptible ultimately to that 2 out of 10 issue becoming a 10 out of 10 issue because our mind is very creative in that sense. So once I named it, I instantly felt lighter. It wasn't a burden to me anymore. I didn't have to sit there in silence. I didn't have to suffer um, on my own, which is something that I have been very good at in the past. I could actually have the bravery as a man to be able to share my vulnerability without feeling weak, without feeling worried about the fact that my colleagues would see it and would potentially judge me. I've, I'm over that hurdle. It can take a while to get there. By exposing myself, only good came of it. So I guess if I'm encouraging anybody to do the same, which I am, I just want to let you know that the other side of being brave actually is just pure benefit. And there, there is actually no downside whatsoever. I can't tell you a single negative from me having put that post out. Okay, we've had a message here from Sean, who talks about taking time to be still. 
We all get these times of loneliness. It's definitely hard to experience, but it's important to keep pushing forward and not to give up. Not necessarily being up and out, constantly socialising to fill that empty feeling, but resting, learning about ourselves, recharging, sitting still alone. Being out in nature can be life-changing. Teaching ourselves we are never truly alone and that time away from technology will bring us back to centre. I love it. It's possibly the most important thing that you'll hear on this episode today, and that is how important it is for us to have the ability to be still. So it's really interesting. This is quite challenging, actually, because um, I I wonder whether there's a difference between being alone and loneliness. I think that you can be in a room full of people and feel lonely, uh, whilst also you can be completely on your own and feel completely content and supported. You know, I do anyone that I care about and certainly anybody that listens to this or anyone generally, I would want them to feel comfortable in their own company. Um, I think being lonely usually is a reaction to um, to something being there that isn't there anymore. And again, whether we're talking about grief from actual loss, from a relationship or from empty nest syndrome, uh, these are all things that, that, that will contribute towards loneliness. I think the difference with being alone is that actually I quite enjoy being alone at times. Um, so the the importance, Sean, of your of your message there is is huge. Um, not only do we need to take time to to be still, also a lot of us will be thinking, well, if I'm still, I'm gonna feel. I don't want to feel grief and I don't want to feel loneliness and I don't want to feel any of these things. So I'm gonna try and keep busy and distract and avoid. I know full well that I've learned on numerous occasions in my lifetime that if I do operate with um, an element of avoidance, denial, um, and try to distract myself from what is real, what is the truth, and what is that feeling of lonely and of separation and of challenge and, you know, whatever else it is that I'm going through in terms of loneliness, um, then I will be prolonging my misery. And so I don't want to do that. So I'm going to be on my side. And what I'm going to do is, I guess, be brave in that when I feel rubbish, I'll name it and I'll sit in it because I know it will be temporary. And I know that way I'm paying the debt, if you like, you'll have to kind of excuse the metaphor, but I'm paying the debt on on what's what's happened in my life in the moment, little and often, as opposed to that interest accruing and then after a few years of avoidance and denial um, and distraction, then all of a sudden, you know, I get a knock on the door from the uh, metaphorical bailiffs who are like, right, now you're going to have to deal with this, mate. I've done that before and I will not and I refuse to go down that path now. So with courage... I'm going to face up to whatever it is that I'm feeling. I'm going to be still with it. And I'm going to trust that it will come and it will go and it will not be a constant and it will not stop me from feeling joy or from experiencing the things that I want to move towards in 2023. But it is absolutely something that I have to accept and will go through knowing that that is naturally uh, the way that any human being would react when things are on top. If you have any good advice around how you've coped and tackled loneliness or sharing vulnerability, then please share with me. Email me at only.human at absoluteradio.co.uk. I'll be reading out more of your messages after this.
I think it's quite understandable as to why I would feel lonely. Um, why does not having the boys around me affect me as a dad? You know, is that not something that's just felt maternally? Grief is about the fact that there was something in your life that was a constant. Um, and when it stops being a constant and it, it starts to it either disappears or it starts to reduce and dilute, then then actually you're left with a space that you didn't have before. And I think a lot of people find it incredibly daunting how many people complain about, oh, if there are only more hours in the day. I've heard it a million times. I've probably used it myself. But the truth is, is that at some point during your life as a parent, you're going to be given that time that you were asking for. So when you've got it, how will you use it? The daunting thing is that we have to recreate ourselves and we have to find our identity again because um, I know uh, from reading about the ego that um, we attach to certain roles and obviously there's no bigger role for a parent than um, than being mum or dad. So you don't stop being that, but the role changes significantly. So when it changes and it leaves all that space and that void effectively, you're going to have to fill that space with a different purpose. And that requires change, it requires effort, it requires motivation, it requires that courage for you to go out and evaluate who you are. Because actually, we got quite comfortable with how it was. So it's understandable. But, you know, I, I know what I need to do. What am I going to do about it? Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to fill it with quality interactions with quality people and I'm going to go and have experiences and I'm going to go and get away in my camper and I'm going to go and see people and work on connected. There's, there are so many things I can do to fill that space. So that for me isn't a concern moving forwards, but I understand that some people um, maybe lack the enthusiasm for it and it would take a while for them to realise that it's absolutely something that they have to be accountable for. Someone isn't just going to come along and fill that space for you. Your kids aren't going to come back in the same way that they were before. They do come back, apparently. Um, maybe I've seen that with my camper van exploits over Christmas and New Year. They did come back, as in they were present. They did want to spend time with me and we had really good quality family time and we made memories. So, you know, not to worry about the fact that, you know, you've been left on your own. Um, and it's completely understandable that we forget that this was always going to happen. But let's be reactive. Let's be versatile and flexible in our mindset and in our actions. And it's like, right, OK, life's going to be different. Life's changing. What can I put in there? And just start with that first step, which might be a class, which might be going to the gym, which might be um, going for walks. It will it will inevitably be something that you weren't doing before. And some people are a bit change averse. And all I'm saying is that I think until you take responsibility for it and start to, I guess, bravely choose what direction you're going to go in, you'll still fill that void. We've had a question from Dawn. I work away a lot and spend most of this time alone at work. When I go home, my three adult sons live with me but are always off doing their own thing. I was terribly lonely. So an old friend from my childhood moved in uh, who was also struggling. And I live in a big house, so we are company for each other. I'm just now starting to feel better and I'm starting to make plans moving forwards. Something I've never had any motivation to do. 
I'm so pleased, Dawn, that you're starting to make plans and that you're starting to feel better as well. Um, I, I think it's really important for us to to know and acknowledge um, life is just one big journey that is one big phase of transition. Um, things might feel like they stay the same for large periods, but actually there's there's constant movement, constant change, constant adjustment. And to be agile, to be flexible with that, both mentally and physically, um, will always stand us in good stead. So, you know, if one thing comes to an end, it leaves space for something else to uh, to evolve and to develop. Uh, we have to be open to that and we have to know that that space is a gift. Um, we might not see it that way. Certainly if it comes to losing somebody, certainly if it comes to separation, um, it's really, really difficult for us to see it as a gift. But it is ultimately where... Uh, something new will grow. So when we are comfortable with, uh, I guess, being open to what what that thing or what those things might be, um, we can start to actually transition into what the next chapter looks like. Life is literally full of chapters. We all know that. I don't think there's anyone that would um, that would argue that point. Um, so if you find yourself in a new one now, which is exactly where I've landed, um, then it's just being open-minded to the fact that something new is going to grow and that I can dictate and decide much of um, what direction it is that I go in whilst also just I think holding space for what's difficult and what I've come out of what I've lost I I think it's really important for us to be able to acknowledge um, the difficulties and what is no longer there for us uh, whilst also um, being excited, optimistic, or at least open-minded to what is you know now able to grow in that space. So loneliness and sharing vulnerability as a topic has uh, meant that we've covered a lot of ground today. And I hope that it's been useful and that something maybe has resonated and that you maybe have gained some perspective from everything that we've gone through. If I was to recap and just summarise, I'd say that everything changes when you share vulnerability. When you're brave and you take that courageous step outside of your comfort zone, that's when all of a sudden you make yourself more accessible. Um, Connections grow stronger. You make new connections that didn't exist before because people can identify with what it is that you're feeling. Um, You realise you're not alone your suffering becomes scalable in that you've shared it, you've released it. Um, your second self, which can be imaginative and creative at times in in exaggerating the issue that you've got, making you feel like it's insurmountable as opposed to something that is actually uh, quite manageable. Um, you know, I think that that's a major benefit as well. I think we have to get to a point of self-acceptance generally in that we have to say, we have to know that we are enough and that loneliness and being on our own doesn't necessarily reflect that we are not okay on our own. I think we all have to develop the ability to be still. It can be uncomfortable for some for a number of reasons, but it's something that we can work on with meditation. Um, thinking of Guru Bob when I say meditation, that's it. I've just got him in in, in my mind now. Um, he is very happy to be still and sees it as a wonderful place to be. And then when you come to those interactions on the surface of things, all of a sudden you can be so much more present. Um, you can be so much more authentic. 
And um, yeah, the benefits of just meditating even for, for 10, 20 minutes a day are just just unbelievably profound. And I would always recommend that people uh, try and find their way into that habit for 2023. I think a flexible mindset is absolutely invaluable. Um, if we're too rigid uh, when it comes to filling the space that we find ourselves with, uh, you know, I think that's going to be far harder for us to unravel. Whereas if we can be flexible and open-minded and curious, just curious as to, I wonder actually what can come into this. It doesn't need to be compared to what you once had because it will always fall short compared to the love and the affection that you once received from your kids when they were little and just idolised you. Well, that's different now. That's different now. So what can we fill that with? What can we get validation from? What can we... What can we fill that space with that goes some way to creating that new version of ourselves? Well, thanks ever so much for listening to this episode of The Only Human Podcast. Next week, we're going to be discussing identity and authenticity. We're going to be asking that very important question, who am I? Uh, When it comes to starting afresh and writing that new chapter for ourselves, something that we've alluded to a lot today you know filling that space that we didn't ask for but is there so you know what do we have to do in order to be able to adapt and thrive ultimately in whatever it is that comes next in 2023 well that's exactly what we're going to be tackling in next week's episode and remember to hit follow so you never miss an episode If you'd like more support or advice, please go to absoluteradio.co.uk forward slash time to listen, where you can find details of some amazing organisations we work with who can help. And if there are any subjects you'd like me to cover in this season, then please send me an email, only.human at absoluteradio.co.uk. Until next week, take care.